Join me today for an action-packed episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball, where I review the 2023 season for the Baltimore Orioles. You are Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Don Martino. As you can see, I'm riding solo today. Matt's got the you know night off with the offseason, as you have uh, I'm sure I've already been able to tell things are working a little bit differently around here. But guys, if you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And guess what? If you do, you get a little, you know, uh, special opportunity here because if you do that, you take a screenshot of your rating and review, you email it to us at fantasymds.com or just send it to us on Twitter or Instagram if that's easier for you. You have a chance to join our listener league for next year. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And guys, before we get into a little bit of Orioles talk here, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can have $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed if you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. All right, guys. So, you know, um, as I already mentioned, we were talking about those Baltimore Orioles today as we wrap up, you know, those team reviews episodes. And we're probably going to do some, you know, um, positional rankings and stuff like that like two early rankings and stuff that we might have a little more fun with but once again let's talk about those orioles they finished the season winning that al east kind of you know that young gun team that we thought maybe hey they might take a couple more years they did it in 2023 to a tune of rec- their record being 101 with the wins and 61 with the losses uh, i really love what they did a lot of these young kids stepped up you know a couple of all-stars this year and just really looked good. I think we got to start with the catalyst of this young team. Let's talk about Adley Rushman. I mean, uh, just very, very strong season from him. He played 154 games, 588 at-bats, 84 runs, 31 doubles, a triple, 20 homers, 80 RBIs, and a 277 batting average. With uh, you know those points leagues, he was dominant with 92 walks, 101 strikeouts at only 25 years old. Uh, I have Adley as my number one catcher going in um, to next year, and you know on today's episode, I'm bringing a little bit more information with me. Uh, so far, with um, NFBC has a little bit of ADP. If you're not familiar with um, NFBC, it's the National Fantasy Baseball Championship, uh, probably one of the biggest, you know. Um, world well not worldwide but one of um you know the the biggest fantasy platforms out there a lot of the professionals play on there uh there's been 17 drafts so far and adley's coming off the board as the number one overall catcher uh adp of 56 overall Uh, i don't like to pay up for my catchers especially in today's day and age with um you know being a little bit deeper at the catcher position but I think if you were going to pay it for anybody, it's Adley. The sky is the limit. I think he can go over 100 runs next year, over 100 RBIs next year. Uh, honestly, there's even 30 home run upside. I think that's still untapped in the young Adley, who's a big 6'2", 230. 
think there's another level there. The batting average, I think there's another level. There's a reason we always paid up for, you know, Buster Posey. I think there's going to be a reason that we pay up for Adley Rutschman. And he's, you know, the big catalyst here of this Baltimore team. Absolutely love what I see with the kid. And once again, I have him as my number one catcher going into next season. Let's talk about, uh, you know, another young gun here. I know pun intended, but let's talk about Gunnar Henderson. Honestly, Talking about all these young players with Baltimore just seems like they grow them on trees. Another six foot three, two hundred twenty pound lefty Gunnar Henderson, uh, going to be in that core for a long time. This kid's only going to be twenty three next year. Gunnar started off the season a little bit slow, but that second half was monstrous. On on overall numbers, you know, look very strong. Two hundred fifty games for Gunnar last year. 560 at bats, 100 runs, 29 doubles, 9 triples. The speed is legit. 28 homers, 82 RBIs, 10 steals, 255 batting average. I think that batting average is going to be, you know, a little bit better um, overall next year. As I mentioned, slow start for Henderson uh, this past season, but really got it rocking, you know, as the things went along. Uh, let's talk about the first half, second half. First half. He played um, 79 games. That is Gunnar Henderson, 246 batting average with only with, uh, 13 homers. The second half played 71 games. That's eight less games. He had uh, 57 runs, so more runs. He had more doubles, more triples. He had two more homers. He had 45 RBIs compared to 37 in the first half and a 264 batting average. So, uh, you know, he finished the season strong, too, with a 282 batting average in August, and um, Gunnar Henderson had a 268 batting average in September, October. I really think this kid, you know, once again, another kid that has another level with this team, only going to get better. Honestly, I have Gunnar Henderson as my number nine third baseman going into next season. Uh, I think we're really going to take him. A lot, a lot of, you know, potential major four-category helper Maybe not major with the batting average, but I think it would be a plus batting average. And honestly, with steals, I think he can get you a couple more steals and, you know, 35 home run upside here with Gunnar Henderson. So this Baltimore Orioles team has just really got a great core, you know, uh, for the next few years. Let's talk about one of their more veteran players. Let's talk about Ryan Mountcastle, right? Now, Mountcastle... I think he's just been around so long that, you know, a lot of us still forget that Ryan Mountcastle is only going to be 20, uh, 20, um, 27 years old next season. And he's just been consistently pretty solid. And this year, um, he really took a step back in the power department, but he took a step forward in the batting average department. That trade-off seemed to be working out decently for him this year. But you know what? He did only play, 100, uh, play 115 games. I think this is a guy who, you know, we're going to probably get a decent value going into next season. I have Mountcastle as my number 18 first baseman for next year. Let's take a look and kind of see where ADP has him so far. Once again, I'm talking about um, that NFBC ADP, which is, you know, 17 games. They have... Um, Goldschmidt, <laughs> Mount Castle, actually is the 20, number 21 first baseman off the board, pick 226. I think there's a lot of value here because I think Mount Castle has 30 plus homer upside. You know, he's going to probably be hitting, let's see where, you know, Master Resource has him hitting seventh. There's going to be a lot of RBIs. The runs might not be fantastic. Just talking about a guy that could have 30 plus homers, you know, in a prime season. Uh, 90, 100 RBIs, batting average. 
honestly, career 263 hitter. I think he could be right right around there. Looks like he took a little bit step forward this year in the batting average department. So Ryan Mountcastle, somebody that we're going to get out of value, it seems. And I'm not mad at it. Maybe he. I don't want him as my number one first baseman. But you know what? If you really waited and waited and waited and you get him at that pick 220, how are upset with you are you with you know 70 runs uh once again 20 27 home runs minimum i think if he stays healthy and gives you 140 uh and then i think the rbis as i mentioned could be very very good for him in the batting average i think is going to be solid so i think there's going to be good value on mount castle in this orioles team that won 100 games this past season and has potential to do the same next season right so just somebody that i think we could definitely see value in drafting going into this next season. But before we move on and got a couple of more bats, young bats here, we got a couple of starting pitchers that we want to get to. I do have to talk to you guys about a sponsor real quick. Guys, let's talk about FanDuel. Score early this season, this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season once again FanDuel, an official betting partner of the NFL. All right, guys, so let's get back into things here, and let's talk about Cedric Mullins. Now, Cedric Mullins is, you know, had that big breakout 30-30 season a few years ago and hasn't really been the same guy since. I know the injury bug has bitten him a little bit, uh, especially this last season. Um. He uh, had that abductor strain back in July, and then even before that, he had a grind, which, you know, really limited him. But even if you go back and you look at his, you know, 2022 season where he was pretty healthy, the homers went down from 30 to 16. He still did hit that 30 steal, you know, 34 steal number, which is good. But the batting average went from 291 to 258. Uh, you know, it was 233 this year. I think Mullins bounces back from the numbers that we saw this year, but I don't really think we see that 30 home run number again, even though he did hit 15 in 116 games this past season. I think you're looking at a more of like a high of like 22, 23 homers. You know, obviously there's the 30 steals. That batting average, honestly, it's so hard to put um, a strong number on what that batting average could look like. If he hits around that career 257 mark of, you know, that he has over 546 games, almost 2,000 at-bats, I think that's reasonable. So it's just a matter of where we're going to get Cedric Mullins. So, you know, what? let's go back and let's look at that ADP again to kind of get, you know, uh, you know, this is, this is guys, you're seeing off season stuff here. This is what we do. And we're kind of sharing, you know, the process uh, with you here of how we do it. Kind of want to look at this ADP. We already broke down the numbers for Mullins and kind of just want to see if I think it's high, if I think it's low right now, 
number 26 overall. So it looks like in, you know, 12-man league, you know, a high-end outfielder number three. Am I comfortable with that? In a way, because I think the runs are going to be solid for Mullins if he stays healthy all season. The home runs aren't going to kill you. The RBIs should be decent with Mullins. Depends if they, you know, want to hit him leadoff or if they kind of want to, you know, hit him towards the end of that lineup. We shall see. That's to be determined. Uh, the steals are going to be strong. And then the batting average is the only part where if you got, um, you know, let's say like an Acuna, you got some uh, or Freddie Freeman, you got some, you know, high-end bats at the top of your draft that are going to give you batting average, you can take that risk and get you your steals and runs with Cedric Mullins, and he's not going to kill you necessarily in RBIs or um, home runs either. So, you know, there I think there is room on Mullins. I want to see where I had him. I probably had him a little bit lower than that, honestly, going into next season. But I'm still fine-tuning my rankings. As I said, this offseason is a process. And we kind of see I actually had Mullins really low. I have him at like 38. But, you know, I got a deep dive here and kind of see, you know, was it really just the injuries last year? You know, is everything else sustainable and kind of get an idea of where they're going to hit him in the lineup going towards next season. And then I'll make my full blown assessment. But honestly, looking at that ADP, I'm not mad at him as my outfielder number three in a, in a 12 man league going into next season. Once again, that's Cedric Mullins. Let's move on. Let's talk about, as Matt calls him, the bank, Anthony Santander. Honestly, had a pretty strong season. You know, it, it was a. Uh, you know, ups and downs type of season, uh, peaks and uh, valleys here with Santander type of season. But overall, you're not really mad at the numbers. 153 games for Santander, uh, 591 at-bats, 81 runs, 41 doubles. So that's really helping you in those points leagues. 28 homers, 95 RBIs, and a 257 batting average. Honestly, that's his best batting average since, you know, 2019. So, you know, that's more of an upside batting average with Santander, but honestly was very, very helpful in a lot of fantasy leagues. That power was great. The counting stats are great. Uh, I really like the prospects of, you know, Santander hitting near the top of the lineup uh, with Baltimore going into next season is just kind of an anchor there. That big guy, you know, that a <laughs> big 6'2", 230 uh, switch hitter that can honestly get it all done. You know, he just doesn't really steal bases, even though he chipped in five this year. I really think there's going to be value. I have Santander at uh, my number 32 outfielder going into next year. Let's see where they have him so far. Uh, the 17 drafts that have been done on the NFBC platform, 32, so kind of right in sync with ADP, uh, pick 144. I really love that. So you're getting a lot of value at taking him that late. Just once again, you know, uh, not really going to steal much bases. The batting average is going to be probably, you know, closer to that career 248 number, over 591 games career for Santander, 2,200 at-bats. He's going to be 29, so I don't really think he's taking anything to another crazy level. There's that 30-plus home run out upside. Yeah, for sure. But I think that's going to come at the sacrifice of the 257 batting average we saw this past season. So, you know, we shall see. I think things are to be determined here with Santander, but looks like another guy that we're getting good value on this Baltimore team that only is going to get better. I don't know if the, the win total number gets better, but them, them as a team as a whole, things just look really bright for the future. And let's talk about somebody who got the little cup of coffee this year. Let's talk about Jordan Westberg. He really didn't blow anybody out of the water, but, you know, he's another one just to, you know, chop off the old tree there. You talk about all these Baltimore Oreo guys, 6'2", for Westberg. Once again, he played only um, – Actually, I, he put that's more games than I thought he played. He played 68 games this, um, you know, year in the bigs. 
had 208 at-bats, 26 runs, 17 doubles, 2 triples, 3 homers, 23 RBIs, 4 steals, and hit 260. And honestly, Westberg is very, very talented. If you look at the, you know, that 2022 minor league season for Westberg, 138 games, 544 at-bats, 96 runs, 39 doubles, 3 steals, 27 homers, 106 RBIs, 12 steals, a 265 batting average. He hit 295 in the minors last year. With uh, over 68 games, once again, Jordan Westberg we're talking about here. He plays a little bit of second. Uh, he plays a little bit of third. Uh, I think he, I think he's even played some outfield. You know, correct me if I'm mistaken. But uh, a lot of upside here. Power, a little bit of speed. Honestly, I think he's got a spot next year. Uh, playing second base, probably hitting near you know the the bottom. Uh, of that lineup, but honestly, Westberg for next year, I think I've got him buried to be honest with you. I have him 26th at third base. I'm not sure of the eligibility of how he's going to wind up next year. Uh, I can give it the old check though. He did play 50 games at second and 29 at third, so he keeps eligibility in both of those. In my second base rankings, let's see if I have him better. I have him at 31 at second base. Honestly, I could see that moving up, though, maybe a couple of spots. But, you know, second base, I think, is a position that's going to be deep next year. Uh, Westberg, if I had to throw an early, early prediction out on what I think his numbers can finish like, let's say he plays 140 games, I honestly think we're going to see like 22 homers, uh, maybe 85 runs. RBIs could be close to 75. The batting average could be a 270. Maybe we see 10, 15 steals. And that's going to be useful. That's going to be useful in fantasy baseball. Maybe, um, you know, nice little role player, nice little bench player, uh, nice little middle infield type guy. Uh, even that corner, if he's playing third as well. Uh, I think things are just bright, not for Westburg, but for Baltimore as a whole. You can't talk about this team without just feeling really, really good um, about their future. And when you talk about the future of, you know, this team, there's really one guy that, you know, comes to, you know, at least the top of my mind. And it's Jackson Holiday. We have to talk about Jackson Holiday because honestly, he's the number one prospect in all of baseball going into next year. Uh, if you don't know his dad, former pro Matt Holiday, uh, was an absolute monster, all star, you know, caliber player, all star type player. Back in the day, played with a bunch of different teams. But, uh, you know, I think the young Jackson Holiday is going to follow right in dad's footsteps and just be an all-star uh, for years and years to come. He's going to be 20, year old, 20 years old next year. But honestly, Jackson Holiday as a 19-year-old made it all the way up to AAA this past year. As a 19-year-old, he played in literally four different leagues this year. Uh, once again, 125 games, 477 bats, and this is you know combined um all his different leagues: 113 runs, 30 doubles, nine triples, 12 homers, 75 RBIs, 24 steals, 101 walks, to 118 strikeouts. Look at that plate discipline as a 19 year old, and he hit 323. This is a guy when you talk about you know um, a guy can do everything. It's Jackson Holiday. He can do everything on, on the diamond. I guarantee he can even go out there and pitch if you ask him to. Six foot, one eighty five, lefty. Kind of really love that that frame, that build. Uh, honestly, I think even if he put on five more pounds of muscle, 
you're talking about 20 plus home run upside with, I think, honestly, no joke, the kick could steal 40 plus bags. The batting average is, I think, is always going to be over 300. And then it's just a matter of games played and where he gets in the lineup with this Baltimore team. Uh, even if he, if he breaks, uh, you know, with the camp, camp with the team, which I think there's definitely a potential to, uh, to do with Jackson Holiday, uh, another one to do 150 game prediction, 100 plus runs. I honestly think 20 homers is not of the question. Bunch of doubles and triples. Um, you're talking about the 75 RBIs. I, I want to say 35. Uh, I'll say to be super back at 37 steals and over 300 batting average, maybe 310. And I really think that's possible. I think Jackson Holiday is of that Acuna uh, Tatis type where the kid can honestly just come up and just be a star in the league uh, right away. So I honestly, uh, let's see if we can find if where he's, if he's being drafted, you know, um, when we talked about, we were talking about ADP, let's keep that trend going. Uh, where is Jackson holiday going? Uh, pretty sure you're just going to see that shortstop eligibility. Wow. Jackson Holiday's coming off the board. The 20th shortstop pick 188. I don't think I've worked him into my shortstop rankings. I have 40 shortstops ranked for next year. I mean, if we get word realistically that he's breaking camp with the team, are we taking him over the likes of Christopher Morell, Tyro Estrada, who I have at 16 and 17 um, respectively? Uh, at 15, I have Dansby Swanson. 14, I have Bogarts. Excuse me, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I totally had a sneeze right there. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think I'd rank Jackson Holiday maybe even as high as 15 if I got the word. Hey, Jackson Holiday's breaking camp. Honestly, he would fly um, up ADP right too because I said shortstop 20 that's pick 188 so that's super late right now but honestly that flies up into the top 100 if we get word that Jackson Holiday is going to break camp with the Baltimore Orioles all right guys this is actually going pretty smooth so far uh, we're going to get into some starting pitching here and we're going to talk about their future ace let's talk about Grayson Rodriguez honestly I love Grayson coming into the year uh, a guy who, you know, once again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he did break camp with the team. Or if not, no, he didn't break camp with the team. He came up, you know, um, a few starts in. I believe they wanted to, you know, try and um, get him tuned up, you know, just, just so he was ready. But he did come up pretty quickly. And, you know, he looked really bad his first uh, run through with the team. Didn't look like himself. And I'm going to try and break down these stats um exactly for you guys as far um. Oh yeah, so no, he um his first game was April fifth. Didn't look great. Uh, didn't look horrible though. And then he had a bunch of bad starts up until May twenty sixth. Though it was ten um starts before he got sent down. And I'll read you guys off those numbers in uh Grace Rodriguez's first ten starts. He did go seven and three, which is good. Um, that was just crazy because it was forty five innings for Grayson. 56 strikeouts, um, 58 hits, 21 walks, 13 homers, uh, 735 ERA, and batters were hitting 307 against him. And it's just, he, he didn't look right. Uh, I think he had to go down and work on a few things. He was number one overall pitching prospect in baseball, and everyone just hyped this guy as the next big thing. And sometimes it's hard to live up to. We forget these guys are only human and they're, you know, have human emotions and. Uh, it's just really tough to adjust sometimes, even when you are a Grayson Rodriguez type. So he came back up, let's say, on uh, July 17th, 
Brayson had five innings, four earned runs, four strikeouts. Still didn't look great, right? But we're going to focus on his start from July 12th through the end of the season. And that was um, on September 27th. That's 12 starts for Grayson Rodriguez to finish off the season. Seven and five was the result. And that's funny because he had a better record, you know, at the beginning of the season when he wasn't pitching great. But once again, the last 12 starts for Grayson Rodriguez, 71 innings, 69 strikeouts, only 19 walks, 56 hits, a 2-2-6 ERA. Batters were hitting 217 against him. Uh, you know, the whip was, you know, right under one. He looked fantastic. You know, you didn't see those big, huge strikeout numbers, but I think that's to be, you know, coming for Grayson. Honestly, I think when we see that finely tuned, um, you know, finished product, Grayson Rodriguez, in, you know, two, three years, I think you're talking about a guy that's going to be notoriously, um, you know, a top 10 overall starting pitcher uh, for fantasy. He's only going to be 24 next year. So I think when we see this kid at 25. You're talking about an ace. Honestly, going into next year, I have Grayson Rodriguez as my 24th overall starting pitcher. So you're talking about, you know, a low end number two, high end number three in your 12 man leagues. And let's kind of see if we can um, get a little, um, you know, view of where Grayson's coming off the board um, as far as this, you know, ADP for next year. You have Strider, Cole, Otani, Burns, Castillo, that's five, Gaussman, six, Wheeler, seven, Gallon, eight, Glass, now nine, uh, Lopez, ten, Nola, Scooble, Peralta. Damn. So, you know, you kind of got some time here before you see Grayson and it looks like he's number yeah right around number 25 overall starting pitcher so that's where we're gonna have to take him next year uh I think it's a little bit of your you know you're kind of paying for the upside but with a guy like Grayson Rodriguez you kind of have to and I really think that he'll wind up being worth it you know you're, you're gonna see you know a bunch of years to come where Grayson is just a guy that we're gonna enjoy having big six foot five dude lefty uh, you know, oh, I'm sorry, no, righty. He actually bats lefty, um, 230 pounds. Th- this kid is just going to be a, a phenom in the league. Uh, I think this is, you know, one of the last years where we're going to take him outside the you know, top 10 starting pitchers. Uh, let's move on to, you know, a couple of other starting pitchers that, you know, held the fourth down this season. Let's talk about Kyle Bradish. Uh, actually had a strong season. Was um, a lot better than anybody expected him to be. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of shocked when you look back at the season he had as a 26-year-old, 12 wins, 7 losses, a 2-8-3 RA, 30 starts, 168 innings, 168 strikeouts, and a 104 whip. Uh, You know, Bradish was never really super highly touted prospect. He, you know, never really put up, you know, mind-blowing numbers in, in the minors, had some, you know, a couple decent seasons but nothing that really led anybody to believe that he was just going to come out and, you know, be a monster like this. I think, you know, he kind of, you know, even his FIP was a three, two, seven. Once again, FIP is fielding independent pitching, kind of an ERA indicator, just like, you know, a three, two, seven FIP and a two eighty three ERA, you know, says a lot about him. Uh, I think he's a guy who probably going to get a bargain next year. Where did I even put Bradish? I put him at, oof, I think I barely, I probably put him a little bit too far down to be honest with you. I'm not even sure where I put him, but honestly, looking at it now, I can see taking this guy as, you know, like your SP5, if we can get him in that range. Uh, Another guy, let's just go back to NFBC ADP real quick and kind of see where he's going on there too. Kind of just give us, you know, a little idea of, uh, wow, he's actually going as number, you know, 
like 37 starting pitcher. I pick 98. He's inside the top 100. Uh, is it worth it? I'm honestly going to have to dive deeper on him and really kind of see, you know, um, a deep dive into the stuff. If you want to do a quick one real quick while I'm talking about him here, uh, I always like baseball savant kind of gives you some good rankings. Uh, so his fastball, not really great. More of the breaking stuff looking like it's done. Uh, he got hit a little bit hard this year, but, you know, doesn't really walk guys, you know, gets a decent amount of K's and whiffs. Uh, the velocity is decent at 95 uh, you know, with the average on his fastball. Uh, good ground balls, you know, guy. I, I think there's upside here, you know, especially on a team like Baltimore. You know, um, the, the coaching there is fantastic. I don't know if I'm going to have him inside my top 40. I once again more see him realistically uh, as a number five starting pitcher, maybe even a number six starting pitcher. But uh, we we shall kind of see where this thing goes with, with Bradish. But that's where I'm kind of feeling, you know, things out for him next year. Uh, I think as we're getting close to wrapping this thing up, uh, let's go into the closer. Let's talk about Felix Bautista. And, you know, the thing with Bautista was he was going to be the number one closer in fantasy baseball, but he got hurt towards the end of the season. And, you know, that really threw things off for the overall numbers with him. But honestly, he was going out there. He was striking out everybody uh, with that elbow injury. Uh, what I believe it was a UCL. I'm pretty sure he's going to be fine for next season. I haven't heard anything crazy about him yet. But um, Bautista's numbers on the year, eight wins, two losses, a 1-4-8 ERA, 56 games. He had 33 saves, 61 innings, 110 strikeouts, and the 0-9-1 whip. I mean, if this guy's healthy, uh, definitely a top three closer for next season. I have him at three next year. I have it. Devin Williams, Hader and Batista. You could take those guys, shuffle them up. However you want. I honestly think they're all going to be monster closers for next season. Uh, Batista is going to be 29 next year and he's been nothing but absolutely dominant his whole, you know, career so far. I don't foresee anything changing with that. Uh, so that being said, uh, let's talk about, you know, his backup. Honestly, if you do play those whole leagues, uh, this guy uh, did come out of no, nowhere a bit, you know, uh, changed up a couple of his pitches, and um, I believe his velocity was up too. Let's talk about Yanir Cano real quick. And when Felix Batista came out, this is the guy who stepped up for them and honestly had a monster year, uh, a 2.11 ERA for Cano, through 72 games, he had eight saves, 72 innings, 65 strikeouts, and a one uh, clean one whip. Cano was just very, very good. Uh, it, I don't know if he's going to stay with Baltimore, if you know they, they're looking to move him or anything of the sort. You know, 29-year-old who did kind of have that come out of nowhere type season, but he's still worth mentioning and talking about because he was just you know uh, very strong this season. Uh, and in those holds leagues, he might be your number one guy. But, guys, you know, that's uh, pretty much for it for me today, wrapping things up here. As I said, we're going to go from these, um, you know, team-based episodes to more positional stuff early, you know, ADP, and kind of me and Matt and I will debate some of our rankings. But, guys, that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And thank you for making Locked on Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Uh, be sure to look out for, you know, our final episodes here. We got Diamondbacks, Phillies, and a bunch of other good teams coming up. But, guys, until then, see you.